0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you could switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting BetterHelp.com Yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. Slash Yanks.
1: Today is April 4th and the Yankees have lost their second series in a row, their second series of the season, and they've lost three more players since the second series started. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with
0: old John Boy,
1: John Boy Jake, recaps galore weekly awards that line steaming hot takes your yankees news with these two fine dudes it's time for talking yanks talking yanks with old john boy john boy and jake talking yanks with old john boy john boy and jake all right welcome to talking yanks thank you for dropping by my name is John boy I'm coming to you from New Jersey and I have my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver he's a transplanted Yankee fan from Connecticut originally now living in Denver and uh, we're here to talk some yanks about this this Yanks team thanks for joining this episode I apologize to these four people they have this episode coming their way they sponsored it Their names are Amy Sorensen, David Lefkin, Wavy. Is that Wavy Gravy? He's always in the chat. Wavy. And Matt Zawiski. 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 It's a cool name. We need some Zawiski right now. Could use a lot of Zawiski right about. Now, those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. Yeah?
0: Pass me Zawiski.
1: Pass me Zawiski. Yeah. Need a shot of Zewiski. Barkeep? Zawisky. Anyway, those are our most recent Patreon subscribers. $2 a month. You get uh, early access. You get video access to the podcast. You get um, a chance to win two jerseys every month this month, March. Uh, we had uh, Ben Whaley won it via contest and Nick Bubalk won it via raffle. I did that raffle today on Twitter and on Periscope. Congrats to them. Uh, we will be giving away two jerseys in the month of April, so sign up for Patreon by the end of the April and you will get a chance to win one of those jerseys. Also supports us and there's some other perks. And I think there's more perks coming that we haven't discussed yet, but you will soon find out.
0: Yeah, and the uh, we a couple. We'll we'll be hunting for bright spots this episode. Um, a couple of them were this week on the internet. I think you mentioned it briefly last episode, but we've had a couple of our foreign listeners be like, "Yeah, I won." They they sent a jersey
1: out here. Like this is real. <laughs> like the, <laughs> yeah, we got the Austra- jersey. A- Australia th- and Britain kay. both claimed their jerseys.
0: Yeah, so the, the, the two jerseys a month aren't a joke. Um, you, could t- you could see people online that are getting them if you want them. $2 a month really helps us. My half a Starbucks coffee spiel. Yeah, that's, that's all I can muster for the Patreon right now.
1: How are you doing, Jake? What's your state of your brain, state of the Yankees, before we get into burns and all that?
0: I'm okay. My, my elevator speech would be I'm okay. This sucks. It's still an extremely small sample size. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks that it's to start the season. And, like, averages and everything are going to come back around. Like, the Tigers are now hitting 161 on the season, batting average-wise, and they're 4-3. Right now, the Cubs are leading the league in batting average at, like, 317, and they are 1-3. The world of baseball is, you know, a lot of stats and numbers and leveling out, and that's going to happen eventually. But this sucks, man. This sucks. So many injuries, and the games feel exactly like the worst games of 2018. We've We've already had three games that have felt identical to the top five worst games of 2018.
1: Yeah, even that, even without the comparison, they're just boring, lackluster games. Like, I'm trying to think of things to say about these games. I guess the burns will lead us into things, because, like, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday's games, man, I just forget what happened.
0: They're really quick, and there's not a lot of action. Like, hey, good, good job, baseball. The games have been quick.
1: Yeah, it kind of sucks, right? Oh, yeah, it's, it's been awful. They're like really fast games. Nothing happens. You blink, you're in the fifth inning, and you haven't scored a run. Congrats, baseball. Pace of play is fixed. Pace of play has been fixed.
0: I, I will say this. it's Again, it's still extremely early in the season, not even from the Yankees' standpoint. The hitters, it takes a little while to get going with how geared up the pitchers are nowadays. We saw a one nothing final Colorado-Tampa Bay today that was in 11 innings. one nothing Milwaukee-Cincy. And you know, obviously, today's Yankees Tigers was two to one. So, you know, it's it's still early. It seems like around baseball, the arms are here before the bats a little bit, and it just sucks. It just sucks. We've we've ended up on on the wrong side of. I mean, three games we definitely could have should have had. Um, you can make the argument for four. It sucks.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's just get into Burns. Let's get into. Let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. What a tough task for you, Jake.
0: I appreciate that, Jim. And I, I think it's kind of a similar thing. I, I tried to hit game three with, with some silly stuff. And I don't know. I mean, it's just tough when the past two games have
1: been this morose. All right. Good word. That starts. Let's go. Uh, let's burn game one, the one game that we won. Yes. On your mark. Get set. Burn. Game one, Domingo
0: on a Monday. Herman versus I'm the biggest boss that you've seen thus far. Tyson Ross uh, making his Tigers debut. Bottom two, Teddy Bear Gare. Solo shot his second home run in as many games we will discuss. Bird is the word. Apo Taco single. Bad Kristen Stewart error. Looked like he saw a vampire. Voight scores. Two nothing. Yanks after three. Tigers push one across on a Gary throwing error. Uh, two one after four. Why is Brett Gardner leading off? Cause it's party time—a guardy party with the insurance run. Homer into the right field bleachers. Domingo stuff still filthy, folks. Seven strikeouts, five walks, one hit over five innings. To Chad, to Britain, to Adavino, to Happy Chappy. Yanks win, three one
1: final feels like so long ago
0: feels so long ago that was like a minute on the nose by the way pretty proud of myself good
1: job good job it feels so long ago this game but hey it was somewhat fun domingo was good uh the home runs are cool uh it was right after we found out the stanton injury and the anderr injury and then you come out of that we did. We talked about all that on the voicemail episode on last Tuesday's episode. If you didn't listen to that, that's our reactions to the Andohar and Stanton news. This was a good game. I don't. Was there any in particular things that we need to talk about? This there was a void scoring from first, first to home. Chugging
0: yeah, on the on the air, he was he was doing some meaty running around the bases that ended with a a, a slam into home plate, but it, an ugly big guy chugging slide into home plate for
1: sure. On a birdie single, bird drives in Voight. How about that? It's pretty fun. Actually, it doesn't count as an RBI because it's an error, but you get it. Yeah. Judge Gary, had that game-saving catch.
0: Judge had the great catch. Did you um, know he's,
1: he told Gardner something's going to happen here? Did no. you hear that? Mm-mm. He, according to Gardner and Judge, he looked at Gardner and said, I'm about to make a play. I think he might have thought throwing home or something. Yeah. And then they asked him about that, and he said, "Well, Ottavino's throwing a lot of off-speed stuff, and that lefty—forget who it was—said I just figured he was going to hook a, hook some off-speed towards me. You had a really good yeah. jump on that. Like, was a full- Really
0: nice play. You you forget when you see him going for a ball in that instant, you forget that normal rules don't apply because he's six seven, which means his wingspan is probably six nine. So like. I didn't think he was going to get it because of the distance, and then when he extended, you're like, oh, you're a size and a half bigger than most guys that dive. Yeah. So that, that was a really
1: nice catch. Probably saved the game, too. Because it's one of those where you're, you, got, you better catch it, otherwise it's going to the wall, and everyone's scoring, and maybe it's like a triple.
0: Yeah, and it was, I, I mean, an, an instant switch of momentum. Like, that would have been Detroit going full momentum. That stopped it, but basically gave the momentum back to a- Adam Adovino. Yeah, I mean, Guardy had a really nice day. Um, at the pinnacle of why would Brett Gardner ever bat leadoff? It two for four run, uh, stolen the base. homer, stolen base. Uh, I mean, full out Gardy game. And yeah, I mean, D- Domingo and the then they gave it to the bullpen and they did the job. I mean, they gave up two hits. Uh, the pitching gave up two hits as a team, seven walks, five of them Domingo, a couple in the first when he was still settling in. Um, so I think after that, it didn't seem too distraught with how dirty his stuff is. So yeah, it was kind of, you're right. It was like a tidy win. It was off the Stanton and Andujar news, So we were almost in shock and like you had the fun stuff, Tyler Wade coming to the game in the
1: Uber. Yeah. How does judge's glove not fall off his hand? His whole palm is, like, outside of his glove. You ever notice that? Look at your fingers and then think of his fingers. Hmm. That's a good call. His fingers got much more hook grip.
0: His his fingers, like, have an extra... What, what's each thing called? A Not a digit. What's each sexer, section of the finger called? Knuckle. Judge has, like, an extra one of those. Yeah.
1: I shook his hand.
0: Like, if it's... if. If this, if your finger was an ant's body and there's like the thorax, the meninax, and the other part of the ant, he's got an extra one. Yeah. So that's why his palm is
1: out. Would have swallowed my hand. We did a weird handshake, like kind of like when you're swing dancing and you dip your fingers into the teacup. That's what we did.
0: Yeah. You did like a proper lady handshake. Yeah, yeah.
1: He kissed my hand. He, I, 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 I nope. uh, curtsied. Wrong. It was, yeah, I was wearing a dress. It was nice. You curtsied. But that's what I said. The I occurred part him. of that,
0: that was true. I know. That was the, I was confirming that was the only part that was true.
1: He kissed my hand, but it was like an air kiss. He, he didn't like, kiss he, your hand. He was like an inch away, but he went through the motions.
0: Continuing to confirm for everyone, Aaron Judge has not kissed
1: your hand. Uh, okay. Okay. You want okay. burn game, two? Get to the fun stuff? Yeah, I think we can. All right. Here we go. On your mark. Get set. Burn.
0: Tanaka... Tuesday in the Bronx. It does not get any better. On the bump for Detroit, it's the Jordan Zimmerman. Yep, folks, that's Jordan Zimmerman's name to the Gorton Fisherman jingle. Buckle up. Tank and Zim both went 6.1, one earned run apiece. A little pitcher's duel. Yanks were on the board first. Lightning and the Thunder. Red Thunder. Sacked Fly. one nothing. Top six, this Hicks, this Hicks, ew, no! Tigers catcher John Hicks RBI double. It's one-one into the ninth. Chapman against Dustin Peterson. Who are these guys? First major league hit is an RBI double off Araldis of Chapman. Jordy Mercer dribble was one through after that for another one. Three-one Tigers is your final in another lackluster loss from Los Yanks. Hmm.
1: Nice. Fun. Yeah. Not fun. Not fun Tank at all. Tank looked good. I love Tank. He actually didn't look great, but he battled. A lot of guys he on good. base. He w- a lot of traps. Yeah, he
0: was giving up hits. He gave up eight hits, but no walks. So, I mean, you know, it's like reverse Domingo.
1: I just roasted a guy on Twitter so bad. Nice, dog. He, he goes, Voight and that other guy weigh the same. So, unless I was lied to in school, they're both the same fat. And I said, Right. You were never taught that muscle weighs more than fat. Wow. You went to some crappy schools. <laughs> Boom, roasted. Whoa. Ooh, what are you, dumb?
0: Hostile, hostile times on the internet.
1: Oh, yeah. Hostile times. Well, that's happened in this game. That's a fun part of this game. Luke Voight got all angry, called the guy a uh, fucking fat fuck.
0: Yeah, triple F um we call that and yeah it was it was pretty wild Voight's on first who it so Jimenez hits him with the pitch in the hand which everyone's like oh great what is another yankee going to get hurt there Voight shakes it off it looks like he got a, a meaty part of the hand where <laughs> the only part of the hand where there really is meat um he goes to first base uh and then yeah a little liner back to the pitcher Voight took a couple steps did the almost pull your hammy, try to stop, and then was like, it's not worth it. And then the pitcher, Jimenez, if you didn't see it, runs over. And what you accurately described as a very little league move. Mm-hmm. Um, he, ba- he runs over to first, and then he jumps on the bag, mm-hmm. like out of excitement. And then Voigt called him a, a triple F. Fucking fat fuck. Yes. So, yeah, that was kind of the... Uh, the electricity in the air of that game. And I guess right after that, I mean, that was the ninth Chapman in. Was, he was just throwing. Um, I think he he let a batter get away to, from him with a walk. And then, I mean, Chapman ends up giving up three hits. I mean, one did dribble through. He gave up the double. His velocity was back, which. Yeah, he threw I, like I
1: 98. Mean, and he, How funny is that? He got, he did well. With when he was throwing like 94 and everyone was like, oh, my God. And then he comes out firing 98 and blows it.
0: Yeah, that that was good time on the interwebs because it was, you know, everyone, everyone worried about Chapman and people were like, yeah, his velo still not right. And everyone's like, well, his velo just went up four miles per hour this game. um I think he just got hit. And, man, I, I don't want to call it Devers effect, but you got a guy up there in Peterson. I don't even know his first name. I got to re-click to see his first name. Dustin Peterson. Uh, first major league hit, age 24. I think he was 0 for 7 in the majors up until that point. He's facing one of the best closers to ever do it. Um, he just gets an inside fastball, turns on it to left field, and, you know, the Tigers had the lead. And then Jordy Mercer hits one off his, you know, end of the bat, 18 hopper through the infield, Luis Soho style. It's three one. And you're sitting there with that 2018 feeling of, we kind of, it felt like we got lazy and didn't care about this game, a game we were kind of in control in. And then it ends up being an else like, just like that.
1: We have to talk about the lineup of this game. We, we, you and I talk about the lineups of every game on the pregame show. If you haven't checked them out, check them out. But a lot more people listen to the podcast than the pregame shows. So and the lineup of this game in particular is uh, point of contention. I said it on the pregame show that uh, this is not new. This happened in 2016, 2017. I, I brought up the lineups from all those past times that it's happened. It's not a boon thing. This is a cashman and co thing where they have their scheduled rest days. And they, when injuries happen, they just don't budge from that. So we had, we played our bench day. I mean, the bottom four of the lineup in this game, too, none of them have been everyday MLB players. Talkman, Clint, Wade, Romine, all at once, and there's no need for it. You could have, you could have got Gary and/or Bird in there just to balance it out a little more. Um, and then we'll rest in low. What even for? He's hurt now. We'll get to that later, but. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we uh the the Tulo thing kind of made sense because they were going to rest in one of these two games and like Tulo does have that injury history which we will talk more about. Um so you you move him for the right. You have to have Bird or Sanchez in here. And and I mean now that I'm even thinking about it like like both. Like both. But it it is what it is. It's a moot point now and I said you know, on I mean, my you... little
1: recap that CeCe and David Cohn and any pitcher ever says, you don't want to get beat on your third best pitch. If someone's going to right. beat you, make them beat your best stuff. And when we throw these lineups out there, it's the exact opposite. We're just getting beat because we threw a minor league split squad lineup out there and they only sc- scored one run.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I it's... I I think the best comparison I have so far that that's not even perfect but the Yankees are still looking at it like an analytical business which is good in a lot of ways but at the end of the day like it's still a baseball team and if it's game 5 and half and you have 10 guys now 11 on the injured list you got to change the plan a little bit and still roll out your best team if you can
1: for team morale yeah I mean
0: that's that's the thing you you gave Judge some love for his quote last week you know backs against the wall we gotta you know gotta win these games, and when you throw out the lineup with Talkman,
1: Frazier, Wade, Romine, that's you're not giving that message to your team. Yeah, we need Judge to make the lineups and uh, all that shit because and call the bullpen. It's weird, man. Because how do you get the players to play like this? Like Boone continues to say, we're gonna come every day and beat you down. But they're the rosters they put out there, and the bullpen decisions they make don't send that message. Like this is what those fucks in Boston like. Alex Cora is petty as hell. Remember we did that, all the t- shit talking that the manager doing to Severino last year and stuff. And yeah, it's petty and it's stupid. But he gets his players to have that same attitude and ride or die. And like we're our whole front office is passive, yet we're asking the players to come out and be aggressive. It's this weird thing that's we we talked about last year and this year and i do understand that like it is a 162 game season you don't want to just burn everyone out but I, if this is when the injury bug is hitting us then adjust accordingly to the injury bug and then find when we're in a really hot stretch and you know we have four guys that should be in our nine right now didi hicks stanton Anduhar. When they're back, if they're ever back, or whatever, when we get our nine solid guys and we're swinging well, then sneak one day of rest for people here and there. But right now is not the time to do that. Right now is the time to get wins and get people fired up when we can, and they're just not doing it, and they're just not sending that message. It's really frustrating. And then the Boone's quote, man, I I don't think Boone makes the lineups. I've said this last year. Like I really, really don't think. I think he's in the room, and and he – and he says, okay, yeah, I think that sounds good. And I think that's how it works. But did you hear when they asked why he didn't pinch hit Gary or Bird? He's saving them. He was saving them for <laughs> later. Yo, yeah. that's a real thing, he said. There was two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Someone asked him why he didn't pinch hit the better hitters with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And his response was, I was saving them for later what yeah. in the fuck we're not dumb Boone. like yeah. we're not your children you can't just say nonsense and we're gonna be like oh that sounds oh yeah he was he was saving them guys you just saving them for later makes no sense dude don't don't give me that nonsense in the post game today he was a little it's more the- animated but i mean it's what what
0: the orioles got killed for when they didn't pitch zach Britton in that playoff game you you saved them for nothing yeah, I, I mean the whole thing. It, you you have to be willing to deviate. This is still baseball. This isn't this isn't just a finance accounting firm. Like you're gonna have to deviate and take a little chance of you know Greg Bird playing back to back days. Like I I don't know. I don't know. I I think we've we've made our point, and if we harp on it, it's just gonna get uglier. And yes, the injuries suck, but you you have to adapt. The injuries really suck, though.
1: I mean, I just said it. we have four of our starting nine out four of our starting nine that would be in the top six of the lineup if healthy. And you you almost want, you know, we, we like
0: to make things more dramatic, man. I, I mean, you know, it would be a story we'd never hear for a decade, but you kind of wish Aaron Boone would stomp up there. With the nerds and Cashman in the room and say, hey, good thing we rested too low. It really worked. Now he's hurt. Let's play our best guys when we can.
1: Yeah, you would like that. That would be a cool story. Boom storms the front office. All right, let's burn game three. More fun on the way. On your mock. Game three. Get set. burn.
0: Rubber? I barely know her. Second rubber match early in the season, hoping for a better result than last time. Matthew Boyd for the Tigers against Johnny Laza. Johnny Laza making his 2019 debut, and the kids would look all right slash great for Oil Can Boyd over here. Yanks get on the board first again. Judge ordered RBI single. Tigers respond with an RBI sack flight from Stewart. 1-1 1-1 after four, and it stayed that way until the eighth. Gordon Beckham, Gordon Beckham, batting ninth. Catches one off Chad Bro to the opposite field. Yankees swing and miss through everything. 18 strikeouts for the Yankees hitters. 18 strikeouts for the Yankees hitters. Two lows hurt. The sky is falling. Yankees lose 2-1 and lose the series 2-1. How fun is that? Kill me.
1: You want me to kill you? I don't know. That would make the rest of the shows suck. It would get the podcast some serious attention. Yeah, it would. Podcast host kills co-host.
0: Serious headlines there. Get some listens. Mm-hmm.
1: That's what the uh, My Favorite Murder Girls are going to do eventually.
0: Start killing people. Need better stories.
1: <laughs> uh, well, This game just ended, and it, I don't even remember it. 18 strikeouts. Franchise record. Hey, we set a franchise record. That's always fun. Franchise record. We
0: did it, baby.
1: Fun, fun, fun. Nah, man, it was uh, like Boyd didn't even really look that impressive. Is that rude? Dude had, what, 13 Ks, one earned run. Didn't look that impressive, I it is a mix. You have to give credit to the pitcher when they pitch well. But the Yankees hitters, they were just going down. I mean, we'll get to some I'll, of the stuff I'll say at, this. You know, we, we
0: ha- You have to defend it a little bit. Um, Boyd has been really good. He was really good in his first start. He had double-digit Ks in his first start. He got, you know, he he's throwing 91, which he used to throw 88. So Boyd's got some newfound confidence. Um, I mean, fastball changeup. Both solid pitches. He's got a little Ted Lilly effect in the fastball. It looks a little quicker. And I'll say this. His slider was good. No one was close to his slider all day today. I mean, you like to think you could sit fastball and you find one on a 91-mile-per-hour fastball, which a couple guys did. I mean, Judge missed a good one. Um, But no one was close to the slider. So, I mean, Boyd looked okay. He didn't look 13 strikeouts okay, though. And it's guys are swinging for the moon. Voight and Glaber swinging for the moon.
1: Everyone's, you can't really single out one guy because everyone's swing bad. Judge is is hitting good if we want a judge to be a contact singles hitter. He's doing an awesome job as that. I think he's got a 300-something batting average. DJ, that's what we want him to do, and DJ's playing well right now. But everyone else, Gary has two home runs in six games. That's pretty good. But, like, it's hard to just, I was going to, because I was going to just single out, like, Voight is really frustrating me at the plate but it's hard to do that. I mean, Bird doesn't have any hits, but Bird lo- at least looks like he's working counts and more comfortable in the box.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean Judge looks comfy. It looks like if you have two swings, if you have a single double swing and you have a home run swing, I mean, you could you could see it early in the count. I mean, Judge is just off with his big swing right now. Um but the the single swing is there. We saw it today. He got he got the RBI. I mean that's Judge's stats right now. With ben, 333 481 OBP. Um he hasn't and <laughs> how ironic is that coming out of the spring training where all he could hit were home runs and doubles. So I I mean he's still doing his thing up there. Voight's bad in 158 385 OBP. He got another walk today, two strikeouts. I mean he's I, it sounds easy saying from here. He's overswinging a little bit. I mean no nobody's doing it right now.
1: Yeah. And we got like uh you know Clint Wade are getting run. It's crazy. It's yeah, nuts. I mean... What do you got on Chad giving up the home run there?
0: Um, I mean, it is what it is. I, I What I, I said, I watched, watched the game with my new Yankee, Yankee buddy, Garrett, for a little bit, and I said it during Holder's second inning, mostly a little out of fear because I've been defending Holder so much and he held up today, Michael K. But, dude, think of just... Think about, okay, think of what we're going through as fans. We're sitting there in the 1-1 game saying like, yo, are we about to lose back-to-back series to Orioles and Detroit on these 1-1 just dead games? You're the reliever. You're one pitch away from doing that, and you know all that. It's in your head. You see the media. You know everything that's going on and comes with playing for the Yankees. And, yeah, man, I mean, that short porch, we we love it when it's there for us. We hate it when it's not. And uh, Gordon Beckham, the nine-hole hitter, the g- guy who basically flamed out from Major League Baseball, top 10 pick, was a big White Sox prospect. I mean, career has been not a really good baseball player. A career 668 OPS, 238 batting average, and he, he freaking catches one, man. He goes short porch on us, so... It it sucks. It's what uh, I'll I'll stick with my elevator pitch in the opener. It just sucks.
1: It just sucks.
0: Just sucks.
1: You want to get into Burns or, I mean into awards? Yeah, I think so. I think so. There's, this game doesn't so. have much to offer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, none of the last two really have much to offer, and that's not that's not Yankee bias. That's just that's
1: just what it what it is, man. All right, here we go. What it is? First award. Pride of the Yankees.
0: Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees.
1: Yeah. Pride of the Yankees, Jake. Pride of the Yankees. In a in a tough series, they only scored what five runs. Who is your pride of the Yankees? You get to go first here, and uh, yeah, I'm interested just, to see where okay. you go.
0: I, I I think you'd you'd have a hint of it because you know whenever I get a chance to to give myself a slight on the pat on the back, I'm gonna do it. I'm going to go with my boy Domingo. Again, he walked two in the first inning, then he settled down. uh, Seven strikeouts. He only gave up one hit. I just, I think like that's, like when this kid, I can call him a kid, right? I'm older than him. When he talks to Larry Rothschild and we talk about what his future can be and what he can do, I mean, I think you can show him a game like this and be like, Domingo, look. The five guys you walked, you did a favor for, bro. <laughs> you're you're hooking them up. His stuff is filthy. I I think there's a chance that he can really put together some special stuff. His career strike K through nine is eleven now. Um, over a hundred and five innings pitched, a really strong performance. The kids looking like they could fight off Gio ever joining this team potentially. And uh, I, I mean, like I have confidence in Domingo Herman right now. I, I just think ev- everything adds up, and he he brought it in his first start. They get the win that day. I'm giving it for Dem-
1: to Domingo. He looked tiny on the mound to me. I don't know if he got skinnier or I just forgot how. Sp- I always thought he was like tall, but he he looked a little tapered and slender. Dude, I'll tell you what it is. It's him tightening up his windup. His windup used to be
0: so loosey goosey and just arms and limbs everywhere. And now when he's in the stretch, he just does little stride and twirls it. Part part of his, like, beauty of his stuff was he had one of those, like, long, there's legs and arms everywhere, and the pitching stuff looks crazy. Yeah, now I used to just, say
1: it looked like, you know, when my friend would play wiffle ball and he was getting really tired, so he'd just half-ass sling it. Yeah. That, but he doesn't look like that. You're right. That is probably no what.
0: he. It's it's tight, and that's what I was saying. Like when players have one thing they have to work on, I think Domingo was tight, just shortening up his wind up a little bit, and you know being better out of the stretch. He was pretty shook whenever he got in the stretch last year, so I I liked what I saw. His his stuff is dirty. Um, you know, give give me some Domingo.
1: Domingo, okay, that's your pride. That's my pride. Uh, my pride of the Yankees. I was gonna group Domingo and uh, Lasagna together. If you mm-hmm. didn't have one of either, but I figured you were going to have Herman because I think what they did was important because if they both got blowed up in the first couple innings, then we have so many issues. Right. And they were supposed to be the problem, but, but I'm not, I don't think lasagna deserves pride of the Yankees on his own. So I'm I just, don't either. I don't either. So I'm not giving them that. So my pride of the Yankees is Adam Adovino. Okay, two innings, two point one innings this series, no hits, uh, three strikeouts on the season so far. Four innings pitched, no hits. He's the most fun part of games that he's in. Yeah, right now, very true. Very because true. the game, like that game he was in on Tuesday, was a boring, lackluster game. But Ottavino comes in and just watching the movement on his pitches is exciting. Like he didn't pitch in the rubber match on Wednesday, if he did, I would have perked up and been like, okay, cool, let's watch some Adovino pitching. So at least he's giving fans something, like, to buzz about. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's, yeah, and
0: it's a, it's a video game.
1: It's crazy, man. That two-seamer he threw, everything he throws, it's nuts. It's crazy. I like it. It's, it's good. Uh, he, he, it's he's awesome. pitched in four out of six games so far, but one he only threw to one batter.
0: Yeah, it was four out of five um until until today. Yeah, man. He you you're right. He really is the most exciting thing on the Yankees right now. And yeah, good good for him. Good for him coming home. You know, I was doing my, you know, just kind of my hypothetical, you know, how's Adam Otavino gonna look in the Bronx? We haven't seen it. Is what's what Zach Britton are we gonna get? Ottavino and and Britain to a degree has looked pretty solid so far. So I mean, again, they're we're we're looking for some things to build on here.
1: Yeah. All right. Well now let's get into the next award if you're new. It's the uh You Yankee motherfucker award. And Jake gets yeah. to go first. And uh I don't know. I don't there's so many options that there's not one option. Do you know what I mean? I do.
0: I I completely and fully do. Um I think for me, uh the rarely seen MF or double up, it's Mike Talkman, man. And, and I'm going to take a couple of your quotes because you've been making me laugh. Wh- what happens when Mike Talkman comes up to the plate? It just feels like there's two strikes and he's gone. All right. So this, uh, w-
1: this was one of my awards I was going to do was just, okay. what's your goal? That was what <laughs> it was going to be. Yeah. Award. Are yeah. you a slap hitter looking to make contact? Are you like Greg Bird looking to see a lot of pitches and work to count? Are you a power hitter trying to get to a 2-0 or a 3-1 count and then blast one? I have no fucking clue what Mike Talkman is attempting to do in the box besides just see two strikes and swing at a curveball.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's basically what we've seen. It's, um, he, he's got the one double that is, I don't know, it's a play I've seen Brett Gardner make. I'm, I'm not going to do that to him. The, the kid hit a double. It was, it was, that was solid. He's got five strikeouts and 10 at-bats, which, again, we could do that a lot with this Yankee team. But you're absolutely right. Like, it, is it, you know, when Kyle Higashioka came up and was hitless in his, what, first 18 at-bats, 20 at-bats, something like that, you could see in his swing, like, okay, this dude's trying to hit it far. Like, Higgy's got that big, looping power swing from a catcher. Mike Talkman, I have no idea. Um are you trying to go opposite field? Are you trying to pull it? Are you looking for the short porch? I don't know, man. It's a little bit of a cop out because again, I'm am clearly not bought into the Mike Talkman show. You know, currently on the major league level has very similar stats to Tyler Wade, which we've seen what he's done on the major league level. So, I don't know, man. Like I you know, when when you when we saw him batting six hole I think that gave both of us just a pit in our stomach. Like, you can't—you—the Yankees doing that gave the other team an advantage. Of course. You, like, that's me. Like, even Clint. Like, at least we've seen Clint Frazier at the major league level be a threat. You know his bat has a little bit of pop in it. Mike Talkman six hole. I mean, was, I, I just did, had, like, the shivers down my spine.
1: Is there any bit of you that is getting deja vu from when we said these very, very, very same things about Luke Voigt before he went off?
0: Jim, I hope so. I, I hope it's the same thing. I hope thing. we
1: can look that, back and say, ah, oh, thank God we were wrong.
0: I think that's part of the reason I'm saying it, because I hope it happens again. And I'll, I will gladly you know, fall on that sword if Mike Talkman turns out to be a really good baseball player for us. But right now, dude, what, what, what
1: is this? He's got no approach. He's just going up there, and like I don't know what he's trying to do.
0: And I, Coney, actually, you know the other highlight besides Adam Oviedo, it's been Coney and O'Neill in the booth. Yeah, they're great. They're killing it. But uh, I mean, I think Coney or I—I I, want to say it was Coney, and maybe O'Neill chimed in. But they were—they said what we said about Mike Talkman. But when it comes out of their mouth, it make it's so much more impactful because they—they've done it, and they were like, "Imagine what this guy's." been through. He thought he was going to be in A for the Rockies again as a 28-year-old, and now he's the starting center fielder for the Yankees? Like, that's just bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. They didn't say that part, but we got to keep it lively over here. So, I don't know. Talkman, mf please prove me wrong, my friend. Please. Please. Thick eye black. What's that? That's my biggest takeaway from Mike Talkman right now is he has thick eye black.
1: Nice. I think he has thick eyebrows, too. Okay. He looks like if Ellsbury had a chunky cousin. Ooh. But I haven't seen Ellsbury in a while, so I don't know.
0: We haven't seen... Yeah, that, maybe it is Ellsbury. Who knows? How about that? Just wow. re, re-
1: rebranded himself as the best PCL hitter. <laughs> My Yankee motherfucker for this series... Like I said, there's so many that it's hard to do one person, but what we have to do here on the show is do one person. This might surprise people. It's Luke Voigt. He is the only Yankee that played all three games and didn't get a single hit. He's the only Yankee in this series that didn't get a single hit in the series. He was 0 for 9 with four strikeouts in uh, nine plate appearances or whatever, nine at-bats. I loved that he said fucking fat fuck. Everyone said I should give him pride just for that. But right. no, if you're gonna talk that shit, you got to back it up. Like he needed to come out and put on a display Wednesday's game. You know what I mean? Yeah. That w- that was my what to watch for in the pregame. Like I want to see Voight come out and bring that energy he had onto this game. And it's just nothing, man. I think I think he left a fucking ton of people on base this series.
0: Yeah, he did.
1: And, and uh, I-, I can't help the feeling I'm get. I get. I just I'm. I, he's kind of my last guy in a big spot I want up right now and I don't know why and it's going to pass it's not going to last he's going to get hot again I don't think this is like see he's a fluke to the fluke people are saying that I just think everyone's pressing right now and he might be the first one pressing I don't know but like I I don't have a lot of faith in Luke I didn't have a lot of faith in Luke Void at bats this series
0: no I mean Jim you're you're right, and I'm going to spin this to Coney and O'Neal again because we are. it's almost like we are saying generic stuff, like he's pressing too hard. He's trying to swing for the fences. And again, when you and I say that, it's one thing. I mean, O'Neal was saying it, and I, it's the feeling you're feeling, the feeling you're feeling by the Jake Storielli.
1: feeling that you're feeling.
0: Is that in the void at-bats that he's come up with runner on base, with the funk this Yankees lineup is in, you're just saying barrel one, Luke. Like, I don't care if you hit it at someone. Just hit the ball on the barrel and let baseball take over. And then on the first pitch or the first good pitch he sees, he does one of the huge Luke Voigt power swings. And you're like, no, dude. How can you be thinking that right now? <laughs> and that's and that's what O'Neill said. Like, you see... Him and Glaber are examples one and two of the two guys just swinging for the fence right now, and you're just like that. You can't be doing that. That's not how you get. That's not how you start scoring a ton of runs. It's <laughs> the the hardest way to hit a home run is trying to hit a home run, and that was Yogi Berra,
1: folks. That was Yogi Berra, folks. All right, let's go into uh, regular awards. You get to go first. What do you got? You already stole one of mine.
0: Jimmy, my uh, my first award, and I was—I've still—I've been pissed off about you calling out my awards um, on the first step. Um, so I'm I'm taking a slightly different angle. I'm giving the asbestos award. Oh, nice! <laughs> I'm giving the asbestos award, and uh, so come on a journey with me, people. So in in the movie Step Brothers,
1: yes, when, okay. <laughs> when
0: John C. Riley. When John C. Riley and Will Ferrell team up, and they start trying to deter the older brother Derek from selling the house, and you know they do, they do the you know they've got racist neighbor scene. They're do, they're doing all this stuff. There's the one scene where Derek opens the door, and Will Ferrell is holding John C. Riley all wrapped up, and his skin looks blue, or maybe it's vice versa. But they go, get out of here. This, he just died of asbestos. And the people are freaked out. The customers looking to buy the house run out of the room. Mm-hmm. Derek, the dick older brother, turns to him and he goes, I'll give you guys that one. That was, that's pretty good. And Jimmy, okay. the asbestos award goes to, any idea? No. Troy Tulowitzki. I, I thought about making award angry at God or angry at anyone for these injuries, when Tulo got hurt today, I just did that. I just I put my tongue in my cheek and did a head nod, and I was like, "Yep, yeah, how did I not see this coming?" You did. We
1: we've been saying everybody
0: it. else gets hurt. Well, we saw it coming all off season, and we were trying to prepare everyone. We we're like, y- "You can be excited for Troy, but be real about it. This guy's been injured a ton, and he hasn't played good baseball I in gave, a while."
1: I gave him the "I'm a real boy" award like three days ago. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he's not. Yeah. He broke. And Fucking broke. We got. We got so blinded by the other injuries that we ignored Troy Tulowitzki and the possibility of him getting hurt. He leaves today's game, and did you see the quote? Um, I think Cuddy and a couple of the beat reporters were saying it, but he just walked past Tyler Wade, and he goes, get loose. (laughs) I have a theory. (laughs) Okay, interested.
1: So if you don't know, they asked Tyler Wade when he knew he was playing, and he said that Tulowitzki, the first person he told was – Wade, he just walked off. Yeah. Tapped Wade, said, get loose because he knew he was out, and then told Dono and the rest. He's done, man. He wanted his five year old son to see him play baseball. He took the league minimum. He got his double. He got his home run. He made some nice plays. The game yesterday was so fucking boring. The game today was so fucking boring that he tapped out. He's like, you know what? My son saw me. I I worked my butt off. I got back to the pinnacle. I saw Yankee Stadium. I played as a Yankee, but this is kind of miserable. I'm just out. Wade, you're up. And he's off. He's into the sunset now.
0: You think he's done, done. I like that because they're, they're saying mild strain, hoping he can be back pretty quickly. But I like your theory. I mean, there's there's something there.
1: Yeah, he fought, he fought like hell, tooth and nail, man. He just, it was like Rocky. He didn't care about winning. He just wanted to go the distance. And going the distance was just putting on pinstripes, getting a home run, playing some shortstop. That's all he ever wanted. He reached it, man. He got his life goal. No calf strain. He just tap Dono. He was like, I'm done. Tell Little the boys. Tell the boys I'm done. I got. I, I did everything I wanted to do in this life.
0: I don't. I don't have it anymore. All right. I, it's an interesting theory. So again, the asbestos award goes to Troy Tulowitzki from the stepbrother scene where Derek admits that they got him good because they. It got me. You. You tricked me. I. I. I totally gotten it out of my brain, and then there it was sitting for me. So
1: nice. Good. My award is uh and i'm not making this up on the spot right now but it is a jitterbug award okay jitterbug how's that song go do the jitterbug is that it jitterbug into my heart it's uh goes to clint frazier oh okay this is a throwback to talking yanks 2017 our listenership was maybe a tenth of the size it is now and i had a whole discussion in 2017, when Clint first came up and I said, watch Clint when he fields the ball in the outfield and in between the seconds where it's firmly in his hand and it's firmly out of his hand and he throws it to wherever base, he's a jitterbug, dude. He has no. He just looks around like, oh, what, who, who's running? What do I throw this? And then he just whips it. <laughs> he's like, oh, bam. I said this in 2017, it's been two seasons, hasn't changed, Jake. Dude has no idea what to do with the ball when he gets it. He's been playing baseball his entire life, as an outfielder, as an entire professional career. I've never seen one, someone have less idea of what to do with the ball by the time it gets to their glove than Clint. Like, we were texting today, there was one base runner on. He was on third base. Fly ball comes yeah. to Clint. You throw that ball, and you throw it home. And then he was like shocked the runner was tagging up. And then because he was so shocked, he spazzed out and threw one of the worst throws home. I could say he's been really patient at the plate. He used to be jitterbug both sides of the ball. He's been pretty patient at the plate. His defense is fucking it's spastic, man. I don't even get it.
0: Yeah, he DH'd the first game. Um, and then he was in left field. And and you're right. I mean, I I I kind of broke Broke it down via text for you Because one, one of the things I, I did take Pride in during my playing days was A little outfield defense, babe And when he Threw that ball, I was like Holy smokes, that's a rough throw But I was going through it in my head And I was like, "I was like, is there a runner on First? Because maybe he was looking at the Runner on third and he was If the runner on third wasn't faking going home Maybe he was just going to try to get it into second There was no runner on first, Jim I know Clint Frazier needed to know before that play, this is all Clint Frazier needed to know. If a fly ball was hit to him,
1: throw it home. <laughs> it wasn't That's dam- all he needed to know. And in this case, it wasn't damning, but in 17, there was a lot of ones where it was weird. And in spring training, it's, in this spring training, we saw it a couple of times. Just watch what the moments in between, he catches the ball and he fires it into the infield. He's a jitterbug, man. You can see his eyes, his brain, and his arm just like, where's this ball go?
0: <laughs> it's, I, it, is, it is bizarre. I know we have been tough on Clint here before. I, I still have big expectations for him as a hitter. Um, and I, I think if he gets some regular run, I think that would give him more confidence. But go, go watch the play. It's a fly ball with less than two outs with a runner on third. You're, I mean, it, if you want to expand the thought process, it's hit the cutoff man or get it to the catcher. But either way, you have to throw the ball one direction. And he looks, shook. you see his head. He looks at the runner while he's throwing. It's, it's, it's a little, a little, a little too much for me right now.
1: Jitterbug. All right. What's your next Jitterbug award? Jitterbug into my heart. Ooh. And that's just turned my the se- ball over.
0: My second award? Yeah. What you got? Second award. Um, I'm going with the Neil Young Award. Okay. Neil Young, one of America's greatest singer-songwriters. And it's it's a joke I tried to make to our boy Ryan Ruco comparing Paxton to Hap because it's a famous Neil Young so- song. Old man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you were. Well, I'm not. But I just wanted a fun way to bring up Brett Gardner and the lead-off situation because, Jim, you know... I don't like fitting, feeding the beast online. And it's something I have to talk about because here's the problem. Everyone was mad Brett Gardner's batting leadoff, right? Right. Okay, fine. Um, and then you and I, we've been doing kind of the last season was last season. Maybe he's the Brett Gardner of old. Let's see this season play out yet. If he's not, then, yeah, treat him as a fourth outfielder. Move him down in the lineup. We get it. And all these, like, quote-unquote new analytics people are like, well, you know, Brett Gardner's not going to hold up for a full-year leadoff. And it's like, you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right. And they've, they were given the DJ LeMayhew argument because LeMayhew got off to a hot start. Jimmy, I got into the stats because sometimes I, I, I do like stats. I, I love stats. And Jimmy, last year... DJ LeMahieu had a 303 on base percentage and a 675 OPS against right handed pitching. Brett Gardner, and arguably, maybe not arguably, the worst year of his career, was 327 OBP, 712 OPS against righties. So, guys, I get it. I don't think Brett Gardner's going to be a top 15 MVP guy this year. But just because the Yankees are losing, don't lose yourself in logic in this six-game time period. Like, Brett Gardner batting leadoff was not the problem for this Yankees team. There were so many other things. The defense, a couple guys in the bullpen were getting nicked up. We didn't have any timely hitting. We struck out 18 times. Like, stop trying to find the one thing and being like, Brett Gardner batting leadoff. That's what's wrong with this team. No, there's a lot wrong with this team right now. I hate and if, Brett Gardner. If, you, if you're one of the people that have been saying, we got to bat LeMayhew leadoff against lefties, absolutely. I mean, our, I've given my against lefties lineup speech before. Really paid off today, babe. If you see Brett Gardner batting leadoff against a right-handed pitcher, don't let that affect your mood. Like, Please. Please, I I beg of you. He's he, he's had a couple good games, so I don't know. I I just needed to get that out there.
1: What in about some him? Fashion. What about him coming in as a pinch runner and getting thrown out?
0: Dude, I mean, how much of a mess was that? Are are we mad at Boone for that? Because they pinch
1: ran him with two outs instead of with zero. Boone's, um, Boone's reasoning, I actually I actually didn't hate. What was it? It was that. At first, he wanted to use Brett later as a hitter. Right. For Talkman. But once it became two outs and it was looking like, shit, this might be now it's like this shot, then I wanted to get him in scoring position for Bird. It didn't work. Yeah, because but- it didn't work, but I didn't hate that thought process. Birdie was having the best
0: at bats today, and Jim, I mean, at the opposite side. Not necessarily that I think it, but I think this is a decision. You, it's, it's kind of down the middle. Um, you know, you keep if Gardy's on first, you keep the first baseman over there. They have the shift on for for Birdie, anyways. I don't know. I didn't love it just because I thought Birdie had the best at-bats today. So if Birdie accidentally clips one and you walk into a two-run homer, now you have the lead and you have a chance to win this dead game. And again, that's a hindsight 50-50. If Gardy steals second and then Birdie flicks one and we get a run and it's a tie game, maybe this whole podcast sounds different. So I get it. Obviously, with the result, it's easy to say I I don't like it and hoped... Hope Bird could have caught one against Jimenez, but uh, sucks.
1: Uh, Okay, my last award, and then there's one more thing we have to talk about afterwards, but my last award, Jake, and you're not going to like this, it is the uh, Well, Susan, I thank you. Okay. You always don't like when I do this, but it's a perfect opportunity. It goes to everyone that listens to Talking Yanks. You get an award oh, today. Wow. I always give the listenership at least one award a season. There's not many Yankee players fighting with you guys for an award. Not only did we break our record on Tuesday, we smashed it. We smashed our download record and uh through bad times, injuries, we keep growing. So I'm giving the listenership and I'm giving them an award for watching these games, man and being so interested in the Yankees and loving the Yankees so much that they're tuning into a podcast about such miserable games. So if you're listening to this episode right now, you just won an award. You won the Well Season I Thank You Award. How many, how many of those do you get a year? Two. Two? Yeah. Okay.
0: Because you're using one in the first week. That's all I'm saying. I know, but I, I needed to. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, it's a total cop-out. Yeah, I know. Could just say it right now, and I thank everyone as well. No,
1: they get and not give them the award. They get they take pride in this.
0: I absolutely, absolutely. Then give them your pride of the Yankees. Soft.
1: They're not on the, just they're giving not...
0: them a regular award. Give them the pride if you're so high and mighty now.
1: No, they didn't. They weren't as entertaining as Ottavino's pitches, and they. Oh, and so and they now know that.
0: you're telling the crowd. They didn't deserve the pride, okay. They didn't. Just remember that crowd. Remember who's got your back, Papi Gordo, okay? You've never
1: given them an award once. Papi
0: Chulo will give you love whenever you need it. Papi Chulo don't need any awards to give the fans some love, baby. I give you love all day.
1: Spike just said in the chat, I needed this award. I think a lot of people needed an award about now.
0: Well, maybe you should give them love more often, Jim.
1: This is what we need to talk about before we end this episode. Talk about what happens with the 40 man, (laughs) because with Tulowitzki going on the IL, the only infielder left on the 40 man roster is Tyro Estrada, who was not going to help this team. So and if, if that was what they were to do, if they were to bring up Estrada to play the bench, then that means Wade's our everyday shortstop DJ's our everyday third baseman and Glaber's our everyday second baseman.
0: Well, you could play Glaber at short or Tyler at second, too. I think Tyler's stronger position is second.
1: However they do it. However they do it. Yeah. They both came up as short stops and are, can play both work. Glaber looked good at short, so they'd probably do that. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, and I think t- t- Tyler's looked... His his best position to me is second so far. <laughs> With <laughs> Gold Glove second baseman, DJ LeMahieu, you're at third, babe.
1: So, but they need to make room on the 40-man. I don't think they're going to bring Estrada up. I think they're going to go find someone. or Shella. he had a good spring. Someone to weather this storm a little better than Wade being the everyday shortstop and Estrada being on the bench. Which means that they have to do some 40-man juggling because the only way off the 40-man is to get put on the 60-day DL or get DFA'd or traded. Right. So you and I figured out that they have Ben Heller and Didi that they can push to the 60-man. And it goes retroactively to opening day. So it would make Didi still available to play June 1st and Ben Heller, whatever he's doing. So they can do that, but then it's who are they going to bring in?
0: Yeah, you, you and I talked about this a little bit. Um, I, I think it's going to be Heller. They're just going to move him to the 60-day DL. He's coming off Tommy John, and he's, if, Didi's, if Didi's healthy and we just had to throw him on the 60-man and he can't play in the middle of May, that's going to be a pretty awful feeling as an organization. Um, but we'll see. We don't know everything that's going on with those two guys' health. I think they're just going to go Urshela, Jim. Me too. Um, Urshela had a solid spring. He's been a major leaguer. He was on the Indians for a little while there. And just, he's a bench guy. He, he plays once a week, maybe. Um, and you have to start, the Yankees organization needs to realize that. Like, I can't have Gio Urshela playing three times a week to rest uh, Lemayhu, and then Glaber and then Wade I don't know maybe he outplays Wade and Urshela moves to third um, and Lemayhu goes to second that actually could be a kind of a stronger move by the Yankees Urshela's done more at the major league level than Tyler Wade yeah that's what um, Will
1: was just saying in the chat too Urshela to third yeah. Wade DJ to second yeah
0: and we Urshela had a pretty nice spring. It's a guy with major league experience. It makes sense. I almost thought of making a, a a Josh Harrison joke. Like I don't know, just give them give them Tyler Wade right now, and we'll take Josh Harrison back, and like enjoy your time in Detroit, Tyler. Um, and we'll just have Josh Harrison be the util guy. Um, I don't know, man. I, that seems like the safe move. We'll we'll see if. The Yankees try to pull anything out of their butt. We've already seen there are teams making moves. The Blue Jays have already traded Kendry Morales, and they traded, um, well, it's, they traded Pilla. Um So if they really want to go out and get a guy, they will. I mean, with this level of injuries, you'd like to think it's just going to be probably the Urshela show or someone of, of that ilk. Um, sucks.
1: I'm trying to do the lineup right now for, like, the next series. Like, who are our everyday players right now? Gardy's in center. judges in right. Voight and Bird, will split them with, like, DH in first. Glaber. We'll put Glaber is there somewhere. DJ Lemayhu. Those are our everyday players. Did you say Gary yet? Gary. So then we have left field is Clint slash Tachman, which sucks.
0: Yep. As of now.
1: As of now, they can, they can do whatever they want. Right now, I'm not happy about them being in every, everyday players. And Wade right. is that short. I mean, so every lineup right now, unless they call up Urshela immediately, which they may do, we may see Urshela tomorrow. It may be that quick because they have to make yeah. a move, so why sit on it? You may see Urshela tomorrow. Uh, I mean, yeah, man, that means either there's going to be a combination of Wade, Clint, slash Talkman in the next three games. Or Urshela, Clint, Talkman, Wade. Two of those four are going to be in the lineup every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think Ur- Urshela, if if I'm reading some of the advanced stats right, he's pretty solid defensively at third. Which, he had some nice plays again, in spring. Y- you, yeah. He's, I mean, he's the guy, he's, he's played a little shortstop. So if you're a third baseman that can play a little shortstop, normally you can pick it pretty decently at third. Um, Jim, I think, like, the team mentality changes. Um, you know, I'd, I'd almost rather see, you know, Urshela at third with Glaber at second and Lemay or Glaber at short, Lemayhu at second, because at least you can look at it and be like, okay, we've got a pretty decently strong infield here. You know, you've got Lemayhu is good at third, but he's a proven gold glover at second. Um, I don't know, man. It's, I, I'll tell you what, if, if Urshela is the call, Gio Urshela, Clint Frazier, Talkman, and Tyler Wade, you four guys have an opportunity that you weren't sure you were going to walk into this year. I mean, someone grab it by the haunches and prove you deserve to be a major league player.
1: That would be nice. I'd enjoy that. Yeah. All right. That ends this episode of Talking Yanks. We will be back Sunday night if you're a patron Monday morning, if you just listen on the regular podcast app to recap and review this Baltimore series. Uh, we have Alex Cobb versus Paxton starting at tomorrow on Thursday and off day Friday. So everyone enjoy your off day Friday and then Saturday, Sunday back to the grind. Hopefully, we get some some happier times ahead, some good, fun games and some wins. No matter what happens though, Jake and I will be back here and we will be on uh, johnboymedia.com with the pregame shows before every game talking about the lineup that gets put out what we're, what we're watching some stats about players that have uh, they done against the pitchers and we have been doing a homer draft which I'm currently in the lead 3 nothing versus Jake Got anything else Jake? Go Yankees. This sucks, go Yankees This sucks, go Yankees. Tell them Gramps
0: Go Yankees